You are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. Beautiful. Nice and humid, as it should be, right? Yep. <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying, dude. I need to put my ACs in. Everybody around us has been putting in their AC, and we're the only ones who have not who have not gone full AC just yet. Like we're still, dude. You have I I I feel like anytime I've ever gone over your house in the summertime, it's like ACs are bad juju in your house or something. No, I remember even like just going to visit. Never mind going to work out and just being inside your house. <laughs> And it's like a thousand fucking degrees. And it's not even the heat. It's like you feel like it's it's like humid. But you're yep. just like, oh no, like, oh whatever. I'm I'm mad. I'm fit and it's- blah blah blah. I got zero percent body fat and <laughs> I, I feel nothing. And I'm like, I'm just sweating fucking balls. It's not bad juju, it's bad for your wallet. That's the problem. It's too expensive. It's so worth it. It's, it's too so expensive. Worth it. It's too expensive. Oh, you know what? It it's helps. it's cheaper than running heat. True, but at the same time, it it's also it also helps that I don't really sweat. Like you know that you know that. Yes, I that's really true. Sweat. I don't think I've ever seen a drop of sweat on you ever, <laughs> whether we've worked out or done jujitsu. Like you're just dry. I, that that's weird. <laughs> that's fucking weird to me. That's insane. I start jogging for two minutes and I'm just drenched. Yeah. Oh, I remember. I remember those. Uh, oh, I'll do the summer garage workouts. Oh man! Oh my God! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Let's let's turn the fan on to cool down the entire garage. <laughs> Thanks, bud. I mean, it, it worked. It felt good. Fan felt good. I remember I had to stop oscillating it though, because there there were times you'd get so like heated up, I'd have to like just focus it on you the whole time. I'd be like, all right, we're gonna do like <laughs> rounds on the bag, and then we're gonna go to like like we're gonna like wall sit and go back to the bag, and then we're gonna do some stuff here and just keep the fan on you the whole time in this section of the garage. Oh my god! You know how you're always telling me pain is candy. Oh yeah, pain dude, is candy. that fucking that that fan was heroin. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man, don't you miss those garage workouts? Speaking of workouts, have you tried Ring Fit in apartment mode? I was just talking to Carly about this yesterday. I said, you know what? I, I've been delaying it for so long. I, I really need to try this update Matt was telling me about. So no, I have not tried it yet, but I'm like super excited to. It's been a it's been a pandemic. It's been about a month that we talked about it. It's, gonna, it's been about as long as a <laughs> shutdown for, for a global pandemic. Uh, that's how long it's been. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. So you haven't done it yet. Cool, cool. Um, no, but um, I have been eating very good. Um, my wife and I, actually, we've been uh, back on our little rice kick. Um, I'm not sure if I talked about it before. I, I bought a shit ton of rice. Yeah. Like yeah, 80 did. pounds of rice. And um, we're doing just like a rice diet thing. You know, I, I, I eat a half cup of cooked rice with my choice of protein, whether it's eggs, uh, a piece of sausage, whatever we have and uh we'll we'll typically do like a handful of kale or whatever vegetables we have in the freezer yeah with it and uh yeah i i, I dropped like 10 pounds um I'm, I'm not sure what my wife has dropped but i just like hugging her like i'm like oh my god i actually just told her like 20 minutes ago i was like oh my god i could just feel it like you're you're totally losing weight that's good but that's good yeah so we're at least doing that that's good. There was a there was a subreddit question that I saw that was like, Dear 
older people of Reddit, if you had one piece of advice to give to younger people, what would it be? And almost entirely, it was all, you will lose your health faster than you think. So take care of your health now while you can, because I have mm. X, Y, and Z problems, or my wife ran into this issue, and or my husband had problems with this because he never did this when he was younger, and basically it was like you need to be in, you need to stay in shape because your health will leave you faster than you realize the older you get, and it's not easy to take care of like bad joints that haven't been maintained for 20 years now that you're having a knee problem it's not going to make it any easier so i want like i'm glad i'm in my 60s and i'm still mobile and i can still do stuff and i can i can go for walks and hikes and go up and down stairs and i have an active lifestyle and i'm in good shape and i'm at low risk for cancer and you know life-threatening illnesses and it's all because i was active and healthy when i was younger so it just reinforced my my belief of just fitness um mm -hmm. speaking of fitness i tried to do for memorial day uh i i tried murph do you know what murph is i've never heard of this murph is a crossfit workout that's done in honor of a uh i believe it was a navy seal uh name was murphy and it was supposedly his favorite okay. workout to do so crossfitters are known to do this as an, an honor of of you know uh soldiers who gave their life and it is all done as fast as possible. So you want to do it as fast as mm. possible. And typically, if you're really into this, you wear a 20-pound weighted vest. So what you do is you run a mile as fast as you can. You do 100 pull-ups as fast as you can. You do 200 push-ups as fast as you can. You do 300 squats as fast as you can. Then you run a mile as fast as you can. So you do all five of those things as fast as you can combined for a best time record. So now let me ask you this. Are you allowed to break up the routine or you have to just get through each exercise to those uh, those certain averages you're no, putting out? So like you can break it up. Let's say let's say you do get through the mile, but you can oh, so you can. So you yes. could do like 50 push-ups and then a few squats, then go back to the push-ups as long as you're doing it. Yeah quick and just getting through it yeah as long as you do the numbers allotted as long as you do 100 pull-ups 200 push-ups 300 squats yes so it doesn't okay. matter so for example i did 10 push-ups 20 squats 10 times like back to back to back to back gotcha. to back to back to back to back to back to back just non-stop so yeah okay so as long as you just do your number so i modified it because i don't have a pull-up bar so i just mm -hmm. dropped my numbers so i did a mile run I did 100 push-ups and 200 squats, and then I did a mile run. And I still can't, like, squat down right now because my legs are killing me. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's fucking brutal. I did ring fit yesterday, and I was like, please, no legs. No legs. And, like, it had, like, I had to, like, jump <laughs> off of springs, and it was so brutal. I was like, I was like, ah, 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 like squatting down with the with like the ring fit ring, and then like my hair lights on fire, and then I was able to stand up, and then like my character jumped. It was torture, but yeah, it was brutal. I did a eight minute and ten second mile for my first run, and I did an eight minute five second mile for my second run. Um, mm. it was brutal. And I did it with no weight vest, and I didn't do the pull-ups, and I did, like, lower numbers. It was brutal. I was... It was funny. I talked to one of my good friends who is a CrossFitter, and I was like, guess what I finally did? He was like, what'd you do? I was like, I did, I did Murph. 
He was like, oh my, God. you did Murph? How was it? And I was like, it was horrible. You know that. He's like, I know, I know damn well how bad it is. And I was like, did you do Murph today? He's like, no, I stopped doing Murph. I was like, you stopped doing Murph? He was like, do you know how horrible Murph is? Because also he wears the vest. So it's like, do you know how horrible Murph is? Uh, like, like it's a guaranteed everybody's throwing up type workout. Like, it's not like a, yeah. it's not like a chill, like, oh, hey, teamwork. It's like, no, we're all in hell and we're burning alive. And we just, if anybody can survive it, they survive it and they're lucky. Like, that's, it's horrible. So now how often do you do this? I just did it for Memorial Day. Oh, okay. I it's get just it. my workout for Memorial Day. I was like, I'm gonna do Murph today to honor honor those veterans who gave their lives. I'm gonna do Murph. Um and holy shit, that was that was that was a dark time. <laughs> that was a dark, dark time I got into doing doing Murph. <laughs> do you ever see yourself attempting to do it again? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I was actually thinking about doing it once a week. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Um, you know what it is? It's not even the push-ups. It's not even the squats. Because when you do them, you get into a rhythm. It's like one, two, three, four, like ten, and then twenty squats, twenty, nineteen, eight. Like you get into a rhythm. So that that's not even that bad. The bad part is I don't know about you. When's the last time you ran a mile as fast as you could? The last time I ran in general was with you. So, so and that but wasn't a, even- a solid mile. Like as fast on as a track, or not even on a track, but just just as fast as I could, just running in general. Uh, f- not since my early twenties when I was training for the police academy. Yeah, so let me uh, let me tell you something. Yeah, that's brutal, brutal. I did it. I ran down my street. I ran along the riverbank on the grass, and then I ran back up my street, and yep. my legs feel like I just beat them with baseball bats. It is brutal. The mile run as fast as you can going straight into push-ups and squats, and that's the hard part because mm-hmm. cardiovascular-wise, you're spent from the mile because you just ran as fast as you could for a mile and then to go straight into doing back-to-back push-ups and squats or pull-ups if I had a pull-up bar, it's brutal. It is yep. just because your body has no gas left. And yeah. then it's like, all right, time to do a combined, like, uh, what is it, uh, like 600 fucking reps <laughs> it's a combined Jesus. 600 reps of exercises pull-ups push-ups and squats and it's just brutal and then after here's the funny thing the mile at the end isn't that bad because you already pushed through hell you already got through fire you already went through like horrible horrible suffering you already got through the first mile your body's already gassed out and burned up and then it's just like all right cool i'm gonna run into oblivion run to valhalla and then you just do this final run and then you're good but it's it's brutal i would say you should do this you should just run one mile as fast as you can this week and just see how it feels Mm. (laughs) just run outside put hold your phone have it track there's plenty of running apps and just be like have an alarm go off and you hit a mile and then just run yeah. Yeah, I should do that. There's literally a track down the road for me. It's like a five minute walk. Um, Is it open? So now let me. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, park parks and like outdoor recreational stuff have been open, uh, for a few weeks now. Well, They've been open longer than 
when stores and restaurants started opening back up for business. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, yeah. But now here's the thing. Um, so, so what's the history behind this? So I get it. It was his favorite workout. This guy Murphy. Um, do you do you happen to know like how often he did this workout? Like, was it like a daily thing for him? Uh, I don't think it was a daily thing. Um, hang on. You can look it up. It's Murph Wad. I'll find it for you. Hang on. I got it. Uh, in memory of Navy Lieutenant Michael Murphy, 29, of New York, who was killed in Afghanistan June 28th, 2005. This was one of Mike's favorites, and he named it Body Armor. From here on, it will be referred to as Murph in honor of the focused warrior and great American who wanted nothing more in life than to serve this great country and the beautiful people who make it what it is. Um, yeah, that's all it says. Um, hmm. There is a article on Reddit and a fitness sub and a fitness Reddit uh, subreddit where somebody said they did Murph like every week for a year um, or something like that. And they were like surprisingly they don't they didn't get like super crazy gains in any of their lifts but just their overall conditioning was phenomenal like fucking phenomenal shape which makes sense because you're putting your body through absolute torture yeah again doing it for time is like it's like the crown of thorns doing it for time because that means you have to do everything as fast as possible so that means you have minimal yeah so you're looking at just with your mile runs alone, probably un- just under 17 minutes. What is the time overall that you try to set as your goal? Ah, uh, 45 minutes. Oh, okay. I'm a I'm I'm a out of shape, like average person. Crossfitters, I think, go for like they aim for the 20 minute mark or like 30 minute mark. Jesus fuck 20 minutes. I'm pretty sure it's like the 20 30 minute mark. I'm pretty sure. Now, I'm not a crossfitter. Um but yeah. Uh Yep, uh da, da, da. The, the good time to beat for the partitioned is about 35 minutes for advanced athletes. Top athletes can finish it under 25 minutes. <laughs> wow i'm just trying to so at least they have to be under 10 minutes then alone on the run yeah just for two miles of running yeah which isn't that crazy considering the fact that i alone got under 10 minutes you got under 10 minutes for for one mile no for both miles I did eight minutes on the first, eight minutes oh, on the com- second. But that's what I mean, though. So combined, you're under, you're just under seventeen minutes for the running. Oh, portion. you mean combined? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So if they try to hit, but let's say between twenty twenty five minutes. So they're running under six. Yeah, minute, you're l- under six minute miles. <laughs> Jesus. And that you figure that's sprinting nonstop. As fast as you can. Just going hard. As fast as you yeah. can. Yeah. Wow. It says a good milestone for beginners is about fifty to sixty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> is there like a baby Murph program <laughs> um, for guys like me? 
Uh, if, if you wanted to do it, I would honestly have you do the exact same thing, but slice it all in half. Do half a mile as fast as you can. Um, if you could do pull-ups, aim for 20 pull-ups. If you could do, well, you can definitely do push-ups and squats. Aim for 50 push-ups, mm. aim for 100 squats, go for half a mile. Just make okay. it, like, I, I, that's what I did. I did a mile at the beginning, no pull-ups, because I, I can't do pull-ups here. I did push-ups and squats at, like, half of what they were supposed to be. So I did 100 push-ups instead of 200, and I did 200 squats instead of 300, and then I did a mile run. So I modified okay. it for me. Like, you can totally modify it. It's just you got to start with running, end with running, and you got to do some push-ups and some squats, and if you can do pull-ups, do some pull-ups. That's pretty much it. But you can okay. you can partition it however you want. So if you wanted to do, you know, two pull-ups, five push-ups, ten squats, that's fine. You can do that. Just you're gonna have to do it like as long as I stick with the rhythm, a speed. It just means stay consistent. It just means you're gonna have to do it like thirty fucking times. <laughs> that's all yeah. it means. Yeah. But like that's not bad. Like two pull-ups, like five push-ups, ten squats. That's not bad. You just have to go back to back to back to back. And you could rest. Like, it's not like you can't rest. It's just because the goal is to do the whole thing as fast as possible. The shorter the rest you have, the better your time. Gotcha. Yeah, so don't feel bad. <laughs> I could see you thinking right now, just sitting there thinking. Don't <laughs> Yeah. Don't uh, don't take it too bad. But you know what I like the most about it? The thing I like the most about it is that all it took was getting running shoes. Stretch, put on running shoes, go to work. That's all it was. It was, I needed nothing. I needed the ground and that was it. It's bodyweight squats and push-ups. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't do the pull-ups. But I still got a workout that kicked my ass. I'm on day, what is it? Today's Wednesday. I'm two days off. I'm two days out from when I did the workout and my legs are still killing me. Like, my body is still sore. Like, it it kicked my ass. And that's the best part about it is that it's it's a workout that is going gonna, is gonna to push you and, and work you really hard. But it doesn't need anything. You just need to go run outside. Mm. Yeah. That's it. Like, I didn't even run in a straight line. Mm. I ran down my street, ran onto the like the grass by the river, ran back and forth, and then I ran back up, and that was a mile. <laughs> it wasn't like I was running a mile loop. I just ran until I hit a mile, and that was it. Yeah. So technically, if you, need, if you only had a block available, you could run back and forth on a block until you hit a mile. It would be boring, but that's all it takes. You just need running shoes. Yeah. It's the most minimal... I'm just trying to... Go ahead. I was saying, I, I the gears are turning in my head right now. I'm, I'm thinking of like a challenge thing, like maybe for like the month of June, maybe July. Uh, doing the Murphy challenge once a week. Modify it for a month. For a month. Like just the, to like, see the results. Like the whole thing. Yeah. Do you have a pull-up bar? I have one of those iron gym things somewhere that you put in the door frame. So, yes. I have to check to see if I have... Yeah, I have to check to see if they even fit because, like, I have different size door frames in this 120-year-old building. Yeah. But I have one of those. So, I mean, I I have potential. I just have to find a proper fitting or a, the proper size door frame for it. Um, If you want to do it, holy shit, I'm down for it, man. Like, you want to yeah. challenge me to it or you want to do it? challenge yourself to do it? 
And that's the thing, too. I don't know if we should get competitive or if we should just be friendly about it, be civil, and say, all right, Mikey's doing the Murph Jr., Matt's going full-blown. Well, I can't. I can't go full-blown because I don't have the pull-up bar. Like, well, you should know, you know right off the bat, like, I'm going to do it. Like, that's not a, that's, it's not like I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it every week. Yeah. But, like, you should do it as a start, as a way to get, like, as to throw your body into boot camp. But, like, you don't have to go super hard. Like, you don't have to do a hundred fucking pull- That's a lot of fucking pull-ups. The most pull-ups I've ever done in a workout pro- like program, I was doing maybe 50 to 60. Like, for, for like, oh, like my pull-up section set. And that's after, like, yeah. months of training, of getting my pull-up good. I was only able to do, like, 60, and then I was gassing out. So to do a hundred pull-ups alone without a weighted vest is insane to me. Well, I, I guess we could... Always just do extra push-ups then. Would, would that compensate? Or is there another exercise There's, similar to what a pull-up can do? Uh, a way to modify a pull-up, it's not the same thing. You could do like, you could modify a row. So like, mm. if you had um, like two chairs... And like a broomstick or like some strong sturdy pipe and then you hung from the pipe while you like like reverse like reverse push-up style you could pull up to the bar while oh laying i see under, while laying yep. underneath it so you could technically do that as a modification but to be honest the mile run push-up squat and mile run is brutal enough i think the one thing you can't really substitute a pull-up you just can't which is why they're so hard. Because unless you do them all the time, if you have somebody go, like if you have somebody who's super in shape, and you have them go do pull-ups, and they never were training pull-ups, they will always do less pull-ups than somebody who is training pull-ups. Like mm-hmm. I was banging out more pull-ups, looking like being the size I am, than my friend who's stronger than me because he wasn't training pull-ups, and I was able to bang out like twenty pull-ups more than him. It's just because your body's conditioned to it, and it's so hard. But like, yeah. that's why I'm saying to you, you shouldn't even worry about trying to do the whole fucking program because that whole program is just brutal. You should do a half mile run as fast as you can. You should do, I don't know, 50 pushups and then 100 squats and then a half mile run. I think that's, I honestly think you should start. Oh, without a doubt. I'm, d- I'm doing the baby junior version. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, I, I made that very clear. I'll, I'll be, I am more than down with doing Murphy Jr., uh, and then you can do, uh, well, like I said, I mean, pull-ups would be the issue. So I'm thinking maybe just compensate with more push-ups or trying to do whatever other exercise to work out those particular muscles. No, 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 uh, no, not even my full version that I could do is the actual numbers. One mile run, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, mile run. Don't forget, I didn't do those numbers. I did a mile run, 100 push-ups, 200 squats. I did 100 less of each exercise. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So I didn't do the full thing. I Because there were no pull-ups, I got rid of the pull-ups and I just bumped everything down in their numbers to fill in the spot. So okay. my full version would have to be the full version that I can do, which is a mile run, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, mile run. 
I see you're thinking. Yeah, they're they're just turning. I I don't know. I'm, I'm, June is coming up. Mm, a few more days. Why not? I'm just trying to think. Yeah, like just once a week, the same day every week, just religiously. Take out a time, one hour, hoping it it, it lasts within an hour, at least for me, uh, and just do it, and then give my body the six other days to rest, go at it again. You should do that. You should do it on a Thursday, because if your body is going to get beat, beat up really bad, you don't want to go through a work day, like not able to like walk properly or bend over because your legs are shot and your body's so tired. So I would do it on a Thursday. So you have the weekend to recover um, and you'll be healed up for next Thursday. But also what you could do each week is just add everything by like 10. So if you start off with 50 pushups and a hundred squats, do 60 pushups and then 110 squats the next week. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Cause you want it to be doable. I think. Yeah. I might try that. Like, why not? You know what I mean? It, it's because maybe you can, June. I, wait, wait. Hold on, I'm checking the calendar real quick. June first. Yeah. Why don't you modify it is so it's a doable? Monday. Yeah. All right. June first is a Monday. Maybe I'll start on the. Uh, so the Thursday. Would be the fourth, okay? Maybe maybe I'll I'll start at June fourth. That's a hell of a week to start it, and I'll do it. Yeah, do it. Half a mile isn't bad. Just make sure you stretch now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So this exercise. It has to end with running. You have to start with running and it has to end. So you can't just do the full running in one shot. Okay. Nope. Cool beans. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. I had to come back, take off my running shoes, come upstairs, work out on the on the workout mat, go back downstairs, put my shoes back on, and get back out there. Okay. Yeah, it's doable. Not a problem. Just adjust it so it's something you can do, and then you build it up. And then within a month or two, you're doing what I was doing. A mile run with 100 push-ups and 200 squats, and then a mile run. Unless you have yeah. the pull-up bar, in which case you get to have a lot of fun. <laughs> which means you can start doing pull-ups, too, and push-ups and squats, which I can't do. If I can do a pull-up. Ooh. You can't, you Dude, remember when we went to the gym all those times? You're like, yeah, all right, Mikey, just grab onto that bar and just, just go at it. <laughs> and I'm hanging out. I'm like, all right, I'm trying. <laughs> and you're like, all right, well, just, just keep, just hang on the bars. And there's yeah. just me. Yeah. It felt good, it's though. Got, Didn't it feel I'm the only guy in the gym it just felt, hanging on these yeah. bars, dead weight. You're like, yeah, yeah, just twist your body. Yeah, because that's doing something. It feels yeah, good. Yeah, it'll just look like this. <laughs> it did. It did feel good, right? Helps pull, stretch everything out, decompress everything. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, man. So you know what you should do then? Each time you do a set, so let's say you're doing like 
five push-ups, ten squats per set. Just do one pull-up. Yep. One pull-up, five push-ups, ten squats. One push-up, five pull-ups, ten squats. And do it 30 times. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because if all you could do is one pull-up, like, per attempt, you're still getting 30 pull-ups done as, a, as, as like, a total rep count. True. You know what I mean? Just because just because you didn't bang out thirty pull ups at once doesn't mean you does you know doesn't mean you can't do thirty. Do you see what I mean? It's a lot like calorie counting. Yeah. How people are like, it doesn't matter if you eat your entire day's worth of calories in one meal because within that twenty four hour period you're hitting your macros. Right. Like a lot of people, there's a good amount of people that argue that if you eat, you know, your entire like intake like calorie intake in just like two meals a day it doesn't matter because you're getting Mm -hmm. the calorie intake now i know there's a huge amount of discussion and arguments and studies about like like timed uh macro intake and stuff like that and when's the best time for carbs and starches and what's the best proteins to have at what period of your activity and et cetera et cetera et cetera but the general consensus is you're still ingesting X amount of calories for the day, so your body's still getting the calories it needs. Whether you space it out between 10 yeah. tiny snacks or one big-ass meal, you're still getting those calories. Kind of the same idea. Hey, you're not doing all 30 pull-ups at once, but guess what? You're doing 30 pull-ups that day. Like, you're still doing 30. Mm. Doesn't matter. End of the day, the amount that your body has done a mechanical motion is 30 times. Doesn't matter if it was all at once. Or if it was just done throughout the day. And that's that's the Pavel Tatsalin Grease the Groove method. It's like if you did a pull-up each time you walked into a different room, doesn't matter if you never like went to the gym and banged out 80 pull-ups. At, at the end of your day of 24 hours, you did 80 pull-ups. And your body b- begins to build around that groove that you're setting to do the mechanical motion and the power output of a pull-up. It's a similar idea. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure elite CrossFitters, like the ones that compete for money, they have to do them all one mm-hmm. by one. So it's a mile run, a hundred pull ups, two hundred push ups, three hundred squats, a mile run. They can't deviate that, to my knowledge. It's just like go and do them and that's it. But then again, okay. CrossFitters do kip ups. They like kick their body so they can like rhythm and like wave and like oh yes yeah i've seen that yeah so they can like they do kip-ups to get 100 because they do high reps which is its own separate conversation to have about pull-up form but regardless i'm pretty sure they have to bang them out because when they compete it's station to station so it's like run Mm. and then you land at the pull-up bar station you finish that you move to the push-up station you move past that to the squat station and then you get to the starting line for your for your final run okay but Murph is uh, Murph is brutal. Murph is pretty brutal. Thank you, Murph. Yeah, right. Now you look concerned. <laughs> you know, at first I was like really thinking, like, oh man, like I could do this. But the more we talk about it, I'm like, huh, <laughs> that's a lot of squats. <laughs> oh, I haven't ran in a while. I hope my <laughs> ankles and shins are okay and oh you're gonna feel it uh, you're gonna feel it but that's why you're giving yourself six uh, days to recover 
Yeah. Or... Yeah, I feel like that's reasonable. Or, or, hear me out, you do none of that, and you just fucking start doing Ring Fit five days a week. That's true. Oh, you know what? Maybe that's what I should do. I think, okay, so the month of June, uh, I'll say even starting on the 1st, um, I, I just, I get completely invested into Ring Fit. And I'll do that like a Monday through Friday. Have the weekends off. Yep. Get my body used to being in some sort of rhythm and motion, physical motion again. Hopefully, that'll get me prepared to do, and hopefully I could even pull off the full Murphy or the full Murph regiment. Hopefully. We'll see. You want to, oh yeah, if you're going to, yeah, that's... It's a lot, man. It's it's a lot. I'm just I'm just telling you. As somebody who just I mean, did it. <laughs> for a guy like me who hasn't done like a four or five day straight workout in many years, uh I think ring- I feel like if I were to stick with Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say I think ring fit would get me prepared for sure. I mean that's a solid month. Five days a week. I think ring fit's gonna kick your ass. <laughs> I think so too, but I think honest. it's also. <laughs> you know what? Let's let's just stick with the ring fit challenge first. <laughs> yeah, because dude, I let's don't see know, how I do. Because I play ring fit once a week, and when I see my summary at the end of ring fit, it's not a light workload. It's like you did four hundred squats, you did six hundred overhead presses, you did like three hundred like leg lifts. It's not like a small yep. amount of reps. You don't realize it because you're playing a video game. But like it's very high rep, so like I think oh yeah, I think you'll be surprised how much ring fit's gonna like put your body back into a stressed out mode of oh shit we're working hard. Um, not that I don't think you can do it. I 100% know you can do it. It's just a matter of consistency. Can you maintain a four to five day like schedule of doing it? Now, here's the bright side. I think so. If you do it five days a week, if you honestly do it five days a week, that means you can do it so consistently, you only have to do like two levels a day, which is like 15 minutes. You see what I mean? You don't have to be like a whole world or boss every day. Like if you do it, I do it once a week. So when I do it once a week, I'm playing it for about an hour and I'm going through like four levels at a time or like a level and a boss and then a level after that, like... I'm going through a huge workload in, in Ring Fit because I do it once a week. If you're doing it five days a week, you could do like either one level a day or two levels a day, and it will take 10, 15 minutes, and that's it. Mm. And that's the consistency. Then it doesn't also take out a whole bunch of your daytime that you have to like schedule out like, leave me alone for an hour a day. It's like, no, you give me 30 minutes and I'll be good to go, and you can just do your thing. And that's true. The, that's the bright true. side about Ring Fit. Ring Fit like schedules it accordingly, so it makes it easy to do that. It makes it easy to be like you can slay through like five levels in one day, or just do one level at a time, and that's fine too. Like it, mm. it doesn't try to progressive overload you. It just says like, here, play the game. Hey, you've been. Pl- you should probably call it quits so you can play tomorrow. <laughs> or it's like, oh, if you want to keep going, you can. Yeah. You don't have to though. Like, it says that after the, each level. So, um, 
if you do it consistently, you could you would actually probably be playing it short each time, you know? Yeah. If that's easier for you, that'd be it's up to you. Yeah. All right, then it's settled then. I'll June first. I'll uh I'll I'll start doing ring fit. Hey. And I'll do that for a month. Yeah, put it in apartment mode. Yeah. Put it in apartment mode and then just do it five days a week, Monday through Friday. Make it a routine. Again, you don't have to play it long. Make sure you stretch and do the cool down. They those take like two minutes a piece. So it'll yeah. be a total of like maybe twenty minutes. Won't be long. And then after that month, you should be ready for it. Murph. (laughs) 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 I wish I I wish I could be there to watch you go through Murph. (laughs) Only so you can correct me. No, so I could yell at you if you stop. So if you go, fuck this, man, I'm like, nope, 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 nope. You're, you're doing this. You're doing this. You don't want it. And that's that's a huge motivator, especially on Memorial Day. It's like when you have thoughts about stopping, it's like this guy gave his life. Mm. <laughs> it's like, I can't stop this. What is this? A workout? Like, that's all this is. <laughs> it's me getting into shape. Yeah. And I'm doing it for this guy who literally died so I could do this. Like, that's, I'm sorry. That's not happening. I'm finishing this. Like, <laughs> that's what happened. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> honor, honor the soldiers, you know? Like, it's like, fuck. Yeah. So that's a huge motivator. And like, I had metal playing and it was so intense because I'm just like, I'm not stopping. And like metals playing in the background, and I'm like yelling with my push-ups, like ah 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 ah. <laughs> it's intense, man. It's intense. Oh man. Hey, man, it's worth it. It is worth it. it definitely is, and and I'm at that point now where. It's like I'm tired of plateauing all the time, and I know I, I have to just get over that mental that mental block and just start pushing myself, get to my next goal. It's just your problem has always been just your consistency. Yeah. Because you'll go too. on spurts of doing something, and then you'll just trail off, and then you pick it back up again. So... You gain progress, yeah. and you go back a little bit towards where you were. Then you go back on progress, back to where you were. Then you go back down. So you're constantly doing like a wave of progression of ups and downs. You never like yep. go up, like you never hit it. So it's just, just just being consistent, and that's why I'm saying, if it's easier for you to be consistent if you just shorten the time you do ring fit, then just shorten the time. Yeah. If it's easier for you to finish Murph, make it doable. Do a quarter mile even. Not even a half mile. Do a quarter mile as fast as you can. You know what I mean? Like, just make it doable. Yeah. That's partial why I modified it. I didn't want to kill myself and, like, have an injury, A. And B, it was like, I want to be able to do it. And I know I could do 100 push-ups. And I know I could do 200 squats. I don't know if I can do 200 push-ups. I don't know if I could do 300 squats. (laughs) So that's why I was like, I want to be able to finish this today. So I'm going to make sure I can finish it. It's going to test me. It's going to push me, but it's doable. 
it's achievable. You know what I mean? Like I told you about like how I how I how I believe the way the interpretation of like people who want to get into shape and their goal is like, well, I want to have a six pack. Well, like, dude, that's so fucking hard to have a six pack. Like, that's a great goal to yeah. have, but it's super difficult. So it's super discouraging because you're not going to get it for like probably a year. Like, it, especially if you're overweight, there's progress journeys of people who document what they're doing right now like on like uh like weight loss reddit and stuff like that and dude they're losing Mm -hmm. like 180 pounds over the course of a year and they're like a little past the halfway point of their goal of getting to their goal and it took them like a year of super super hard work like it's so hard so i always feel like if you say like well i want to have a six-pack or i want to be able to drop my jean size by four sizes like that's really hard. It's easier to be like, I want to be able to work out every day. That's a way more attainable goal and it's way easier to achieve. So yeah, that's, that's how I look at it. Like, for example, I want to, I want to deadlift and squat like two times Mm -hmm. my body weight. So double my body weight. That's my goal. I've been working on this for three years now. (laughs) Like I'm coming up on year four. (laughs) I'm, I just broke like, what is it? Like the 100 pound barrier. So I weigh what, like 138? I can now deadlift like 230 pounds. So I'm only like right Damn. close to the 100, 100 pound marker. And I, then I still have like 40 pounds on top of that to go. And it's been like, I'm coming up on like four years. And like my back squat, like I've, I like just broke like 200 pounds on my back squat. So it's like I still have like another sixty pounds to fucking go. Like it's, <laughs> and now with COVID, I lost all that progress because I can't lift weights. No, so, so I'm going back down now. But like, I'm trying to keep my body mechanically ready to go back into it with stretching and eat, trying to eat clean and working out what I can with push-ups and squats and kettlebell work and like going for runs and bike rides. Like I'm doing what I can. But I know for a fact mm. when I get back into the gym, it's going to be it's gonna be probably a solid month or two of programming and getting back to where I was. Before I can even start about being like, let's get back to my goals. It's gonna just be like getting me back to where I was is gonna take me probably about two months. Cause the first yeah. the first month is gonna be my body getting used to like, I lost my calluses. Like, my calluses are super small. Like, I have some callus. Like, I have, like, that one on my middle finger that's coming back because yep. I did a lot of high rep work with the kettlebell. I lost my calluses, so I won't be able to grip the bar well on deadlifts or pull-ups. So, like, I can't... I'm not even conditioned. My skin can't even handle it anymore. So, like, that first month <laughs> is yeah. going to be my body just getting used to, like, oh, yeah, this is what it feels like. Oh, yeah, this is how you... This is how the body moves, and this is what it feels like to have a 100 extra pounds on your shoulders. Like, my body has to get adjusted back into it, and my my hips and my joints have to, re, like, remember what it's like to be under load. Like the cr- like the cracking and popping of my knees when I squat with heavy weight is gonna be intense yeah. because my body just isn't used to it. So it's gonna be a month of just my body going through that, and then the s- the second month will be like, let's ramp it up, and now let's start getting used to like try to get back. Now now we can work. Now that everything's prepped, now let's try to work back to where I was, 
And then hopefully by mm-hmm. in month three, hopefully in month three, it's like, cool, let's go back to the original goal. Let's start, let's start working on things. <laughs> so that's my hope. That's my hope. But, but Murph gives me hope. Murph gives me inspiration yeah. because I haven't felt that roughed up from a workout since uh, the shutdown started. Mm. So to find a workout that does that to me, fantastic. Fantastic. So I'm excited about that. There you go. Uh, and more more so, I'm excited for you. I'm more excited for you to start in June. So what? Oh, yeah, June, June 1st. June 1st. So yeah, just four days. Monday. Yeah. Yep. You excited? You know, the more I think about it, nah, not really. But <laughs> hey, it's a video game, though, right? I like video games, so how come you're not excited? I thought you had goals for it. You know, it's uh, e- e- just all the talking that we're doing. <laughs> what about it? <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm foreseeing the personal war. That I'm going to experience. What's the war? Fifteen minutes a day. It, like I said, it, uh, no. Like I said, it's 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 a it's the mental thing. Just trying to get over that threshold because I already know once I get into it and once I start it, I'll I'll be on track. Do you have to set a reminder? It's like ju- it's like hesitating jumping into a cold pool. You know, it's like everyone else jumps in and then you're that one guy in the deck like, no, but I don't want to. It's so cold. <laughs> you know, and then finally after like a half hour, you're like, all right, just fuck it. I got to do it. So. Ah, uh, see, I've always been the guy to just jump in. Yeah, not me. <laughs> I did, but that's, that's, that's the difference is that like I've always, because I always touch the water and I was like, it's cold, but then it's like, it's not going to get warmer. Fuck it. And then I just would jump. That's kind of what it's just like, yeah. fuck it. it. Like, cause once I acknowledge the fact it's going to suck, cause I know it's going to suck. Then there's no surprise. It's like, Oh, I'm going to be cold. Mm-hmm. There's no surprise there. It's going to suck because it's going to be cold. And then I jump in. It's like, Oh look, just like I thought it sucks. Cause it's cold. But then it's over because it's, you did it, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's my mentality, which is why I think I am the way I am, and you are the way you are, and that's why we always have these conversations. <laughs> but yes. I have faith in you. Just set it. Just set appointments in your calendar. Put it on your phone, like every day at like four. Be like fifteen minutes of Ring Fit. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Definitely gonna like fully invest in it for sure. I mean, I'm gonna do exactly that too. Just set set alarms, calendars, just reminding me, and Monday through Friday. Exactly. Hey, there we go, my man. He's gonna so, do it. He's gonna. There we do go. It. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's get to the second half of this because that was a long conversation about fitness and not about martial arts. So let's yes, let's get into the Conor McGregor goat list. I'm assuming if you're listening, you know about Conor McGregor and his Twitter account where he, in his opinion, marks on the uh, greatest of all time 
uh, for the UFC. So, and I'll just summarize it. Basically, Conor McGregor says um, number one is Anderson Silva because of his finishes um, across multiple divisions. Um, he believes that with his finishes across three different divisions, with champion status in two of them, he's number two, if if not number one, tied for number one. Um, he puts GSP at number three uh, because he doesn't have a, as, as many finishes as to champion the number two status. Um, he also thinks that uh, he left the 170-pound division after taking a lot of damage. Um, he never re-engaged with 170-pound successors. Uh, I'm sorry. He left 170 to go up in weight class because he took a lot of damage and he had the question, questionable decision against Johnny Hendricks. And then he never went back down to 170. Um, he never had the Anderson Silver fight that everybody wanted. Um, he played his career safe, basically. He puts John Jones at number four, maybe number three with GSP. And that's because of his finishes um, and the fact that he's still active. Um, but because he's only a champion in one weight class and he doesn't have exciting fights anymore because they're all decision performances and questionable decision wins, um, he thinks he's playing it too safe, especially with uh, getting into heavyweight and avoiding the heavyweight champion and stuff like that. Um, so before we get any further than this, first of all, what do you think of the fact that his top three goats, A, do not include Demetrius Johnson, so Mighty Mouse is missing from that list, B, mm-hmm. doesn't include Amanda Nunes, who has savaged everybody in, in her division and the division up where she like murdered Chris Cyborg. And three, the fact that he's basing, like, the, the foundations of how he's basing GOAT status is based on finishes. I want your opinions on those. So I just want to throw this out there. Um, this is coming from a guy, as in, entertaining as he is, and I'm a huge fan, and I'm all for his comeback and what he stands for now mentally, getting into, you know fights um but this is coming from a guy who hasn't really defended his title long enough to be i mean granted he's changed the game for sure um but with that aside so going on to not mentioning amanda nunez how about or, just women or, in general? Or Mighty just Mouse. Just the women's division. Or Mighty Mouse. Or what? Or Mighty or Mouse. Or Mighty Mouse. You know, and it's funny, and I think we've talked about this way in the past. He was one of those guys that you introduced me to who, even for me, I have to admit, I kind of flew under the radar. And it was just that, and I think you put it best, it was that weight division in general. Just that entire division was very underrated. And I feel bad because I, I've seen his fights. You've shown me highlights of him. And I'm like, this guy's fucking amazing. It's incredible. And yeah, it's like he just doesn't get the recognition that he deserves. So yeah, I agree. I feel like he absolutely deserves to be on that list. Um, And again, it's like, 
I don't, I don't know if it's, again, Mighty Mouse or the fact that that division in general is just getting overlooked. That is the reason why maybe he didn't mention it. Um, and yeah, the whole Amanda thing. It's like, how about just the women's division? In general, right? He no Chris because, Cyborg, no Amanda Nunes. Yeah, I mean, th- think about it. How many women have repeatedly defended their titles? Because there was that time period after the whole Rousey era, where it's like I feel like there'd be a champion, and after a fight or two, there was a new champion, and it was like this repeating pattern up until we hit Amanda. Right. So I feel like. And don't get me wrong, she's a fucking powerhouse. Like I wouldn't want to mess with her. But she's a savage. Absolutely. I just I think it's wrong to not mention the women's division, but I feel like no one yet as of yet has defended their title long enough to be considered a go, and I don't want to judge that based off of how many times so far this person has defended their title? Like they, they. Well, what do, you, you, well, do you get well, what I'm saying? No, because GSP, Anderson Silva, and Mighty Mouse have all they have the top record for consecutive title defenses. So, granted, Mighty Mouse isn't I even think on this I, list, I, but. Well, I think that's what makes a fighter great. All fighters are good. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, they're in the business for a reason, even if they're number 10 on a top 10 list. But if you as a champion can go and put your whole heart and spirit out there, knowing that these guys are coming in hungry for that belt and they're going to do what it takes even more so compared to any other fight, three-round fight, and that you can defend your title from these savages 10 plus times, that's great. What I'm saying is, is although there's phenomenal female fighters in the sport, I'm waiting to see who can def- actually defend and hold their title 10 times, just like the rest of them. You know, And that's it has nothing point. to do with sex, but it's Uh-oh. just... You know what it is? It's actually more of a compliment to the women is, is I guess, my, my perspective on it. Like, there are just so many great fighters that even the champion can't hold their title for more than two matches right. without this other person coming and taking it from them. Right. Like, there are so many savages in the women's division. Yeah, like almost um, every title fight in the women's, in women's MMA is almost always like, I don't, I don't know who's going to win. Like, like, yeah, exactly. Um, and now, all right. So Demetrius, the women's division, there was a third, third, third one you brought up I'm trying to remember what, what was it? Um, do you think finishes, I, I talked about, do you think finishes need to be involved for goat status as far as like, you okay. need to have a lot of finishes in order to be considered a greatest of all time. So let's talk about Habib. Ah, ooh. Completely undefeated. Yes, yes. Um, he has finishes. I never had... He has tap outs. He has finish. He has tap outs. People tap out to his chokes or... Well, that's the thing. It's it's mostly submission. But that's the thing, right? It's like... 
you know what? If you're good at something, as you know, in, in a lot of people could, you know, say, oh, he's a leg hugger, whatever. You know what? It's annoying. <laughs> it is annoying. Yes. Is it working though? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So to say he's not a goat, he's clearly amazing at what he does. Yes. And no one has yet to go inside that octagon to prove otherwise. So that he's a perfect example of that. So, no, I don't think it should be based off of how you finish the fight, whether it goes to decision, whether the guy tapped, whether you knocked him out. I think if you're able to end it in your favor, makes you the victor, no matter what. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, But again, this is also coming from a guy who, yes, he has been in multiple divisions, but he hasn't held the belt long enough. He hasn't defended it. He hasn't defended it. Exactly. I don't think there's been a single title um, defense. There hasn't been a single no. title defense. No. He's had some great entertaining runs. I give him that. I give, you know, although I didn't like where he ended up during the whole Khabib era, was it entertaining? Everything going on, just his personality, his mindset back then? Absolutely. Now, my question is, looking at these tweets, do you feel like he's slowly becoming the old Connor again? Because he he had a very, uh, a very humble, very peaceful, very zen thing with the whole Cerrone fight, getting yes. into that. He was, it seemed like, you know what, it, he he would like the 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 true Connor was back, but you know it's like I look at these tweets, and I, I've I've seen other things he's mentioned, and although they're not full blown like in your face insults or whatever, like do you think? Do you fear like we're, we might actually see that Connor come back? I almost brought this up as the topic for the episode today of how Connor is the first UFC fighter who has accurately played the game of both the business side and the athlete side. And I was going to ask you in your opinion um, if he gets lost, like your opinions on how he does that. Because I feel like Connor McGregor, he he knows the image. He 100% knows his image. He 100% knows his popularity and why he's popular. And he understands the business side of it to the ninth degree. There's a reason why he's a very successful businessman based off of his image. Um, Yeah. Like, and again, people can shit on him all they want for him being like, it's just business. It's only business. When he said it to Khabib in the fight. Mm -hmm. But I think it was a matter of Conor realized like Khabib was taking it extremely personal. And I think he realized like, it's only business, man. Like, I'm just talking shit. Like, it's just business. <laughs> it is what it is. It's the fight game, you know? Um, when I see stuff like this from Conor McGregor, I, off of what you said, I do fear that that the unfocused Conor is in the picture. The Conor that just wants to have fun. The Conor that wants to party. The Conor that goes to the nightclubs. The Conor that's in the tabloids. I, I always fear that that Conor is back. 
But at the same time, I always recall about a lot of the conversations he had leading up to the Cerrone fight where he was like, look, I've been unfocused for a while now and I think it's time to buckle back down. And I don't know if it's hope because like, so here's a perfect, here's a perfect question, right? Before we get down the rabbit hole with him, plain and simple, yes or no. Do you think Conor McGregor is right in putting himself in the top three greatest of all time list? No. Okay. Thank you. So I, I feel the same. I think you, but there's a weird asterisk about it because there's nobody else who has accomplished what he's accomplished. There's nobody else who walked in and starched Aldo in 13 seconds. There's nobody else who took Chad Mendez, took a fight in two weeks for the championship with like a busted foot and won. I think it was a leg knee. I think it was a knee injury. I think he had a knee injury and he, and he won. Like, th- there's nobody who moved up a division and then won a two-division title the way he did and actively ha- held two belts. And then a guy who went up another weight division and fought Nate Diaz or just a fighter, like, you know, 30 pounds heavier, 35 pounds heavier or whatever. Like, and then had a rematch after he lost that and won. Like, there's something very special about him and it's where the mystic Mac part comes from. I think it's not so much that he calls the shots of, of his victories. Like he's done in 30 seconds, blah, 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 blah. It's not just that. It's the fact that he is almost extremely self-aware of what he's doing. And he sells it as such. Like he sells the image of, of the, of the, like he set himself up with that image of, I'm going to fight in three weight divisions. And everybody laughed at him in the conference. And then the cowboy goes, man, you out of your damn mind. You come up here and hang around with us. Like, you ain't going to last too long, man. Like, we're going to break your scrawny shit. Like, and then fast forward four or five years or whatever, he's fighting Cowboys for Yeah. Like, there's a weird way that he knows and plays his actual plans. Like, I am going to be willing to fight three weight classes. And I'm going to I'm gonna sow the seeds to play it out from a business perspective. Because the business side of it, it helps his image as an athlete. That's the business side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's like Tom yep. Brady coming out and saying like, oh, Tom, you're going to retire. Tom, you're going to retire. And Tom goes, you're like, I don't know, guys. I'm going to think about it. But you know what? Like, it would be nice to have a sixth rank. And then fast forward, he's, let's say, hypothetically in the, in the, in the uh, Super Bowl game again going for his sixth. Like, and then it's like, wow, he predicted it. He said he was going to go get his sixth Super Bowl ring. And here he is. He's the greatest of all time. Nobody else could have done it. Like, it's part of understanding and, and setting into motion the actions of, of being the athlete and the product of being that athlete. And with Connor, it's so hard to tell. Like, Connor, like, okay, here's another question. Is Connor, I, I don't even know how to phrase this. Connor, the image, the icon, the idea of Connor, is that larger than the actual Connor McGregor that's been fighting in the cage? Or is that really the Connor McGregor we see in the cage? Like the Connor McGregor who terrorized Jose Aldo for a year and then went in and starched him in 13 seconds. Like that Connor McGregor, that's a crazy image. That's a crazy sell. Yeah. But guess what? He did do it. So it's like, are you. I it's I can't see Conor McGregor as the athlete beyond the image. You know what I mean? Like 
GSP, yeah. for example, GSP has the image of being Canadian athlete of the year, being a true martial artist, of being a guy who's been kind and humble, respectful and polite his entire career. And he's known for it. However, when you hear GSP, you think of domination in the cage. You think of mental warfare in the cage. You think of him blasting double leg takedowns after going off a pump fake and nobody being able to stop it. You imagine him you, like you could see him just like ground and pounding for like four rounds on a guy <laughs> like like that's what you think yeah. of you know what i mean you think of the ultimate dominance of george st pierre with his hands up getting the belt put around his waist again that's because he never built his image the same way connor did when you think of connor i don't know about you but i think of connor proper 12 whiskey like connor like talking about like he's dead i'd ride in his favela like his entire village. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I, think, I think of that Connor. But here's the thing. Yeah. That Connor did do amazing feats in the cage. You can't deny that he did great things in the octagon. So it's hard to say that like, oh man, Connor's not the image. Connor's or Connor is the image because that's what he sells. But like, it is the same thing though, which is really weird. Because if George sold his image, his image is what we see. Uh, a disciplined, athletic, hardworking martial artist. That's his image. But that's who he is. Like, there's no change. There's no, like, oh, that's only George when he's, like, doing promotions for Reebok. No, that's George St. Pierre. That's GSP when he's fighting. That's GSP when he's training. That's GSP in his corner talking to his coaches. That's GSP walking the streets of Montreal. That's George St. Pierre, the person, and there's no play to that. Conor McGregor is a huge enigma and the only thing we have is this rich playboy like cage fighting sports entertainment whiskey selling like like promotion grabbing guy like but like at the mm. same time though his actual exploits in the cage they feed each other do you see what i'm saying like they yeah. like they feed each other to this weird perception of him Compared to like George, again, I'm going back to George St. Pierre, where it's like, oh no, that's George. George at the press conference behaves the same way when he's in the octagon. And he behaves the same way when he walks into TriStar to train. Like, that's George, and we know it's George. And that's why John Jones yeah. rubs everybody the wrong way, because we know John Jones is fake, because we know the image that he sells is this good Christian boy. Like, I got Ezekiel 314 tattooed on my chest because, you know, God <laughs> tests me and I rise up to the test of God and I'm filled with his love and his spirit and his guidance. And that delivers me through through the valley of sins as I snort blow off hookers and like <laughs> choke slam strangers <laughs> and shoot guns in the night and drunk drive with homeless people. Like, <laughs> so it's like. That's why, because we see that John Jones, and that's why it's such a pain in the ass, because the John Jones in the octagon is not some wild child, like, druggie. The John Jones that's portrayed is this sophisticated, perfection example, perfect example of, like, what, what like, constellations look like when they align, when you have the perfect mm. abilities put into somebody with the perfect body type, with the, with, like... The, some of the best coaching in the game and you see excellence and you see uh, elite levels of execution that's the john jones we see which goes completely against him going like i was doing coke last night man like it's like what the fuck <laughs> like what are you talking about man like if john jones john, john jones is a different conversation but like going back to the original question are you able to differentiate because i can't with conor mcgregor i can't say oh yeah conor mcgregor 
it's just the image. Or, oh, Conor McGregor, he's actually a super serious martial artist, and this is just the playboy thing that he does for the money side for to, to do the business aspect of it. Because for me, yeah. it's become one and the same. Like, yeah. everything he does, everything he says, I always think, I think this is a business move, but I also think it's really him. Do you know what I mean? And it's super hard. And it doesn't help that everybody in his circle says the same thing, like Coach Kavanaugh and everybody from SBG Ireland, when they all say the same thing of like, nobody really knows Connor except for us. Like, we know the real Connor. We know the Connor that came up blasting, you know, rap music through his busted car speakers in his shitty car when he had no money, living off of welfare. Like, we know the real Connor. Mm. Like, nobody else knows him. We're not going to talk about him because it's not our business. And that's, it's, it's, it's supposed to be him. But, we know the real Connor, so that's all we're gonna say. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know something. Something about him. Like I want to believe there's. It's exactly that. Like he has those humble beginnings somewhere deep, deep inside his Irish soul somewhere. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you ever look at like early day connor on camera i mean it's a night and fucking day difference it really is and it's just amazing what money can do and going back to like what you were mentioning before his accomplishments like yes they were accomplishments now here's my thing though how long was he in these weight classes for and how many fighters did he fight in each weight class not many to there we go. It's it's kind of like uh, GSP, right? You and I are fucking diehard GSP fans. But can we honestly say with the uh, with the Bisping fight, like, oh my god, like he he did amazing. He, he even him, he went up in in weight and he took on the middleweight division. It's like, well, no, he took on one fighter and then retired. You know. So it's like, could can you even? It was almost like uh just it, it it almost seemed like a a thing that GSP had to like test himself with. Like, hey, am I capable of doing this? All right, cool. Going back to retirement now after being on hiatus. Yeah, and that's the thing with Connor. It's like it, he gets so blown. It, it, he blows up. It's like. Yeah, he he has gone up in weight. Yes, he's done well, but it isn't on a consistent level. I'd like to see Connor, in, and I get it, age, you know, everybody ages, and I can't be like, hey, I'd like to see him in three years in one weight. Then let's talk about him in maybe the next two or three years in a different weight class. I get at this point it's not realistic, but... That's imp- that would be impressive for me. I think if you could take on, you know, let's say ten to twelve fights in in one weight class and you dominate, all right, that's cool. Even if you don't get a title shot per se, but you do well enough to where you are winning more than losing. I mean, I feel like that's pretty good to prove a point. And. That's just it. It's it's a it's it's all business. It's a combination of his personality, his his entertaining fights. Not not saying the man isn't a skilled fighter whatsoever, but that's exactly it. It's just the whole entertainment and business side that just 
overthrows and overshadows like what he is capable of. And I'm sure I, I want to truly believe he's a humble guy behind closed doors and at home, you know, and I, I you know, he's, I'm sure he's a great dad and, uh, you know, he's been with this, the, the same woman since he was poor and he was what a plumber or an electrician or something like he that. He was going to apprentice I mean, school for it. Yeah. D Devlin. Yeah. He was with D. I then. mean, yeah, you know, so I mean, I could tell he's got a good heart, but man, does it does money play a huge influence? And it's not just him, you know. It's money is power, man. He's got to be probably the wealthiest fighter. Oh yeah, that I could think of. Oh yeah, without 100%, a doubt, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I mean, so that's that's stuff that I think of. It's you know when when. When people start saying like, oh, you know, I was a two or three time this, this and this. It's like, yeah, but for how long were you able to go through the, the okay. entire, okay. were you able to go through the roster? Like, yeah, okay. You took on a couple guys in this division. All right. Now I'm thinking about going down in weight or, you know what? I think I'm going to try uh, to gain some weight and go up to this class and whatever and take on a few guys. Yeah. You're taking on a few guys, but can you take them on? You know, once, yeah, you took him on once. Can you do a rematch? Can you? Can there be some sort of, like, uh, trilogy fight? Like, can you handle even six fights in that division, whether it's with the same people or different people? Like, a couple fights in a division isn't an accomplishment. Sure, you were capable of doing it, but it just doesn't... To be, and again, making a full circle now, to be considered GOAT, not really that doesn't make you the greatest fighter of all time yeah you you won the belt but who's to say before you made your retirement or or uh uh you make an announcement saying you're you're going to another class who's to say that next guy that would have been in line to fight you wasn't going to take the belt from you yeah or did you possibly yeah. know this and you just left you fled strategically left yeah exactly yeah so, I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, I think when you think about guys like Anderson Silva, yeah, you know, his last few, I mean, I feel like the guy should have just retired at this point, but before the Chris Weidman thing, absolutely he's the fucking GOAT. Absolutely. You know, guys like GSP before he tr did the whole middleweight fight. Absolutely. And you know what? There's no shame in sticking with one weight. You stick with what you're good at and get actually stick with what you're great at. Greatest of all time in that weight division. Uh, and you can do it for so many years. Ah, okay. So there's two things that you said that are very unique. Greatest of all time per division, which makes a lot of sense. And also the ability to retain it. That's another one. That's a yes. huge one. The ability to... Because by that definition, Connor's not even in the top ten. Mm -mm. He hasn't defended. No, he beat Aldo. He left. He left that, and he fought um, Eddie Alvarez. Then he fought. Did he fight Eddie Alvarez, or did he spar with an Eddie Eddie Alvarez dummy? He sparred with an Eddie Alvarez dummy. Um, yep. Oh, I'm that sorry. I remember. No, I think he did Nick Diaz before Eddie Alvarez. Uh, yes. He did Nick he did. Diaz. Lost. Rematched. B 
beat Nick Diaz, slaughtered Eddie Alvarez, went to boxing, came back, lost to Khabib, and then he came back again, and he beat Donald Cerrone. So that's seven fights, none of them belt defenses. Right. So he hasn't defended that belt friggin' once. So if we're going by finishes, though, he does have... He did slaughter Eddie Alvarez. He did... He did mangle Jose Aldo. He did shock the world by taking out Donald Cerrone. What if his next fight is against Khabib Nurmagomedov and he knocks him out in the second round? <laughs> and so now here's the question. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So now here's the question before, before you, you continue. Does it make you a GOAT for taking another goat out. See, then you get into that weird MMA math of like, well, this person beat this person, but this this person beat that person before, so technically that person's better. Like, it's a weird concept to have. Yeah. Um, which is unique to MMA. Like, you don't really hear that very much with other sports. Like, you don't hear that in hockey if like, well, what if the Penguins beat, you know, the Blackhawks from 2004? It's like, well, they, they didn't. Like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> They were there that year. That didn't happen. Like you're saying, what if this the best team right now was facing off against the best team of that year? Like who the fuck knows? We don't know, but we don't count that because what matters is that year. Um, I don't know. I I think first of all, if Connor beats Habib, you have to realize that's going down in history. Yes, because he beats an unbeatable fighter, the unbeaten fighter, and especially if he knocks him out. If he fucking sleeps him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even even crazier. What if it's like a 10 second knockout? Like it's faster than Jose Aldo. It's a super focused old school Conor McGregor coming back with like coming back with all this like fancy training and all of his like nice camps and equipment and and like coaching. And he's just ready. And he just sleeps Khabib as Khabib comes in for a takedown. And it's just over in 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the landscape of MMA if that happens? Yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> especially after the last fight when he tapped out to him in round four. Yeah. Like, like that's. <laughs> the, the. Now, here's. And, and here's the thing, too. Like, going back to are we seeing the old Connor again? Do you think. If that fight were to happen, let's say what you just said actually played out. How do you think it ends after it ends? Do you get what I'm saying? Is there going to be... Do you think there's still going to be beef between them? Do you think... Because uh, here's what I was thinking. I wonder if Habib would retire. Uh, that's a good I mean, point. I don't know. Like You know about Habib's dad right now, right? Yes. Yeah. Did you see Connor's message? I did. Yeah. Like that goes back to what which, you were which saying. Which is very Yeah. It goes back to what you were saying about like we don't know the real Connor, but we have glimpses of how he's possibly like a very genuine guy. We just don't know it. That message is possibly a glimpse into that of him being like, Look, beef aside, I have nothing really against you and I hope I hope your father's okay. He's like Kylo Ren. 
that that's that's what I've come to. <laughs> this motherfucker is Kylo Ren. We're just like every now and then you could just see it in his in his eyes, right? It's like, oh wait, like <laughs> I should be humble. It's like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> there's there's. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I think your question was, do you become a goat if you if you take out a goat? I don't think so. I think when. I think when Holly Holm beat Ronda Rousey, Holly Holm was not considered the GOAT. Holly Holm was considered no. the answer, the solution to Ronda Rousey. And then Holly Holm lost to Sarah McMahon. Um, oh, not Sarah McMahon. There you McMahon. go. Uh, Sarah McMahon. She lost to... Um, fucking eight. can't believe I... She, fuck, I forgot her name. This is embarrassing because she uh, retired. Um, yeah, but then she lost it, right? Um, so it's like you have this... You have this dynamic of just because you beat them doesn't mean that um, doesn't mean you gain their power in essence. Like would, when when Henry Cejudo quote unquote beat Demetrius Johnson, he wasn't the goat. First of all, everybody was like, "That's a bad right. decision call" because we think that was a close split, if not possibly Mighty Mouse. Um, but people were like, "Oh, okay, so let's." I can't wait for the rematch to see Mighty Mouse retain his goat status once he beats him decisively um so yeah no i don't think that makes you a goat i do think oh no wait i was right it was sarah mcmahon it was sarah mcmahon holly home for sarah mcmahon i was right so i wasn't crazy okay oh sorry it's late that's why um <laughs> i think well i mean that's just we're going off a tangent to say conor mcgregor fighting and beating habib Nurmagomedov off in like a 10 second knockout that's just insane but um yeah, I, I, I think I, I think Connor should not be on that list. I think like to summarize, I don't think Connor should be on the greatest of all time list. I think judging by finishes is also not the way to judge because finishes doesn't mean you're great. Wins mean you're great. Your record means you're great. You know you know what I mean? Like um Absolutely. You I like your point. Defenses matter. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. you need to have title defenses in order to justify your status. And I like that a lot as well. I like the fact that you have to be somebody who who stands up and retains a record for a legacy. Um so yeah, that's how I hold it. That's how I hold it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a lot of um well, what we see now, and it's it's not just Connor though. I, I feel like we see a lot of people just constantly moving around in weight. They do a couple fights, yeah. They win some, they lose some, and then they're switching. It. We're not seeing consistency like we used to. So, all right, good answer, solid points. But uh, this has been going on for a while, so let's go ahead and uh, let's get to, let's get this out there on the interwebs, and uh, we'll do this again soon. We'll do this. All again right, in two man. Weeks, as always. All yeah, right. sounds good. Peace. Peace. Peace.